Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside. And it is a party here today. I have two amazing women with me, Emily McCarthy and Jala Shaw. Welcome. Hey, nice to be here. That's so fun. It's always fun with more people. Emily is the co-founder of Go Ruck. And this is something that I have just learned about this year is rucking and thrilled to have learned about it. And a super amazing company and putting out incredible information and helping people connect socially. And Jala, you work at the company helping with tribe kids and I'm sure all sorts of things. And you have your own business, Drop by Drop Fitness. So there's going to be so much to talk about. Thank you for being here. Thank you. This is a real, real treat. We're really happy. I, I flew up from Florida to do this together with Jala. Yeah. It's just better, I think, than having three screens. If you can. Oh, it, it is. <laughs> Two screens is better than three screens. <laughs> exactly. Yes. This is awesome. Listen, I want to know about the two of you. Jala and I were talking just a brief moment before your flight arrived, Emily. And, <laughs> you know, I've kind of lived this sort of fairly boring, static life. And Jala was talking about all these places that she's been. And Emily, I know you've been a world traveler and you're a former Intel officer, all these very interesting things. So I think people would love to just know about you. And if you can weave in a little bit of how the two of you got connected and that would be really fun. Oh, thanks. You know, I, I'm like the back of the house part of Go Ruck, So I don't usually do these things, but, but you I, should be the front but of the I, house. <laughs> but I, I enjoy people. And I, 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 like I said, I've been following your account and really love what you're doing. And, you know, I've connected with Jala through Go Ruck. It seems like a long time ago, but it's a, it's a big piece of who I am. I, I went to school up in DC and at Georgetown and then um, was working abroad as, um, at, as a volunteer in South America, came back, got recruited to, you know, post 9-11 to be part of the agency. And I went through the process being like, oh, I'm going to be the reports writer kind of back of the house. And they were like, nope, we wow. get out front and, you know, we want you to be a case officer. So fast forward two years, I'm in West Africa meeting with rebel leaders and um, negotiating peace agreements on, and also collecting intel on on the side. Not exactly what my life was planned out to be. I'm, I come from a family of teachers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I was a runner in college. So I thought I was going to be a coach and a teacher. And I still carry a lot of that formation with me. In fact, when I went through my training at the agency at the farm, everyone called me the teacher, you know, because that was sort of like my my MO with things. And and um, that's really where I get a lot of value about with what we do at GORUCK today. Mm-hmm. So uh, GORUCK um, came about, Jason and I went to high school together and we reconnected after college. <laughs> and um, uh, he went off to the army. I went off to the agency. We had this crazy relationship that crashed and burned. And then we got back together somewhere in the middle and have uh, three kids um, Mm -hmm. down in Florida. But Go Ruck was a product of that because we were trying to figure out how to make our two uh, disparate lives come together. Mm -hmm. You know, how could he leave the army and not be a house husband and, you know, with me my career. So when in West Africa, he built me a go bag, which he called a Go Ruck because wow. Yes, a lot of a lot of um, people when they came to visit me, they would be like a little twitchy because it's you know it's not the green zone of Iraq, which is presumably a lot more dangerous because you have you know you had IEDs and other attacks and mortar rounds coming at you. But there's this unknown factor because mm-hmm. right? I, I was a lone agent. I, I was often by myself. Mm-hmm. I operated um, solo. And all around, you know, the region. Mm-hmm. So he built that go, uh, that go ruck for me in case, you know, things got difficult and mm-hmm. I needed to get out fast. And that's where the idea of go ruck sort of originated. And it's not <laughs> what it is today. I mean, now we're a fitness thing with backpacks mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, all these different ways to connect and mm-hmm. have events and meet people and running fitness festivals. But it, at the time it was, it was just build this great bag that could work in Iraq or in New York and then, you know, uh, see where it went from there. And, and that's where we are today. And I, I got to meet Jala through Gorak. She was, she's one of our elite athletes, uh, um, <laughs> our endurance athletes of Gorak. She's participated in our hardest events. Um, mm-hmm. that, 
reflection, which I've, I'm never going to do, but both of us have a lot of experience under a rock. But we've been working together over the years. And mm-hmm. when she had the idea to kind of flesh out some things we were doing into the kids sphere, mm-hmm. I was so happy because that's really where my heart lies with this. Yeah, it was the strangest job interview ever. <laughs> tell, us, yeah. what, tell us about it. I love strange job interviews. <laughs> yeah, it happened mm-hmm. because I did their outdoor events. So I started in 2014 doing their 48-hour event called Go Ruck Selection. And I didn't know much about the company mm-hmm. either. I just knew that I wanted to challenge myself and to do that long event. And now it's almost nine years later, eight years later. Yeah. We started five kids just at the end of 2020, really. Yes. Well, the middle of 2020, Mm -hmm. May 2020. No, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, So at the end of the pandemic, we have been talking about it for a while, Mm -hmm. but um, we can back up and I can introduce myself a bit. So Mm -hmm. Emily and I have this kind of shared history, but on different ends of the spectrum, right? So Emily started in volunteer service abroad in Latin America, South America or Latin America? South South America. America. And I started after college in the Peace Corps. So I was in China and Micronesia teaching there in outdoor education. And uh, I felt in love with being abroad through that job. Then I ended up doing some State Department fellowships in austere environments. So I was in Afghanistan for two years. And then I came back and I was in Jordan and southern Syria for a couple of years too. And through all those experiences, I was always training teachers or a teacher or trying to get kids engaged with exercise and wellness and engaging women and children with all of those things, even in these austere environments, how can we fall in love with the outdoors when you can't go outdoors? So Emily and I kind of share that love of teaching and being teachers and my backgrounds in teaching for the last 30 years, really, I've been either in the classroom or coaching children and women or doing programs related to that through the State Department. So that's how that came about. And like I said, the strangest job interview ever. (laughs) I put my body through this Go Rock selection six times in the past eight years. Yeah. And uh, after the fifth time, I started doing more training stuff with Go Ruck and writing a lot of blogs about life experiences and connecting it to rucking and Go Ruck events. And then Emily and Jason and I started thinking of other ideas and tribe kids sprung out of all of those events and ideas. And we can tell you more when you ask. Wow. I read one of the articles and I this is my one of my favorite lines that I read one of the articles when you had done the go ruck selection which we we can talk a little bit about what that is but there was a line yeah. that said someone said to you your tears won't help your legs move <laughs> LDD. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's our, one of our lovely cadre. Our special operations cadre. <laughs> yeah. That's quite a statement. <laughs> your tears won't help your legs move. That's amazing. I'm like, should I say that to my kids? I don't know. Is it, is it too much? That's how we ended up being together. And Emily, are, Emily and I are best friends. The best Aww. of friends. Yeah. That is is incredible. You know, when you look at your life story and how much it weaves and and goes in and out and all of these different things, and it landed you together in doing this company that is affecting lives all over the world. Before we go on, just tell people if they want to find you, you personally, because you are out on social media and people could come connect with you. Tell us where you can be found. Oh, thank you. I, I'm evidently on Instagram. It's a play on my maiden name and my first name. Um, and drop and I'm drop by drop fitness on Instagram. And that's the name of my fitness business yes. as well. And you have a, a website too, dropbydropfitness.com. Yeah. And I love it. Change doesn't happen all at once. Drop by drop, a river is made. So it's beautiful. You both have so much to offer there personally. Let's pivot. What is rucking? <laughs> rucking. <laughs> yeah, I want to go. Ruck, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's this crazy thing my husband did, does. Um, no, it's uh, it's really just moving with weight on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, that definition of rucking. I first heard about it in the early 2000 when Jason joined the 18 x-ray program, which basically you go from street to Green Beret. There's no infantry time in between. It was they, they pull it out every once in a while when they need to hit numbers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, post 9-11, I imagine that was the case. So he was talking about, oh, I'm, I'm rucking a lot. And he was getting he, he went into the training very like bodybuilding, like he weighed 
225 pounds. <laughs> and by the end of the first session, he had leaned out to like, you know, 185, 190 wow. because of the rucking. And he actually said, I'm fitter and better mm-hmm. for the job now because I can carry a heavy load and over long distances, yeah. which I mean, Michael Easter, it, his book is filled with all these awesome, you know, interesting mm-hmm. facts like humans are the only animal that is built to carry mm-hmm. and that has separated us from other animals. Yeah. Right? It's a difference. So yes, obviously the the military had a big impact on it. You know, Jason doesn't like to do things that he's not good at. So he, um, (laughs) he was actually really good at this aspect of the Mm -hmm. army, um, better than some other ones. He he is good at some other things, but this is where he really was shining and the, and the training. And he, um, he was like, you know, winning, you know, like coming in first every time they have these. So he really took to it and carried that literally out of the army and said, you know, this is something that more people need to do. Uh Right. And so I found you through Michael Easter. He wrote a book called The Comfort Crisis. And I had the pleasure of talking with him on the podcast and reading his book. And this was toward the end of the book where he talked about rucking. And I had heard the word rucksack. And then think if I would have thought what the word rucksack was, I probably in my mind associated it with the military, some heavy bag. But I had never actually heard the word rucking before. And there was a lot of interest about the concept. And then I actually got a rucksack. I should have brought it with me. I got one for my birthday in October this year. That's what I asked for for my birthday. And so I have a go ruck, the one where you just slide the weight in. But what Mm -hmm. really drew me to it is that our lives are so complicated. There rarely is a simple answer. And that's sort of what 1000 Hours Outside is. It's one of those answers that hits a lot of things. It hits cognitive growth. It hits connection. It hits a lot. Building memories, adding novelty. And rucking, I felt, was this thing that, look, if you're already going to be out walking, if you're already going to be walking, your kid to school, if you're going to go on a short hike with your toddler, that this is one of those things that you get so much out of just sliding the backpack on like a miracle, you know, and I, I yeah. think so often in life, there are rarely things like that that can have so much impact. Katie Bowman, she's a biomechanist and she's in Michael Easter's book too. She has this company called Nutritious Movement. She talks a lot about stacking your life. You know, we can't, yeah. we're multitasking is, is not good for us, but stacking things. So, you know, we're going to get this social thing. So there's so much to it with this concept of rucking. So for people who don't know, can you talk through rucking versus running? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I just want to say something up front is that I often wonder why rucking hasn't caught on before mm-hmm. Go Ruck came around and basically democratized it or civilianized it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I think it's because every veteran you talk to, they don't like it. They don't like it. They're like, because <laughs> they, they suffer. Yeah. The mm-hmm. army or the military loads you down with yeah. like, you know, unsustainable weights, you know, like mm-hmm. 100 pounds, you're jumping out of an airplane with all your kit and gear. That doesn't transfer to daily civilian life. But what does is the 20 pounds, the 10 pounds, the 30 pounds, you know, adding that weight. And having it be sort of streamlined. Like I'm picturing in my mind, someone who has everything on their backpack that they would ever need for some survival situation. That's what I would have envisioned a rucksack being. And so from that perspective, it doesn't even translate to normal life because that would be kind of even embarrassing. I think there's a lot of things about it. You're walking around in the city with this backpack with all these things on and you're bumping into people. So exactly. But the simplicity of it all, like what you do with your, your, with a hunt with a thousand hours mm-hmm. is you know it, it's the, really the beauty like because it's so much harder to distill something you know is it yeah is it i think da vinci who said like simplicity is the ultimate sophistication mm-hmm. so it really became just a way to simplify and so we can talk go, about yeah. wrecking and running so we can go off of simplicity first of all it's infinitely scalable. So you have mm-hmm. a rucksack. So do you have a rucksack with a zipper or just the plate carrier? The plate carrier. So a plate carrier is the simplest way to start. Mm-hmm. And you yes. can start with as little as 10 pounds. And that is still more than zero. So you can put a 10 pound mm-hmm. plate in there or a 20. You can go all the way up to a 45 pound plate for our ruck plate carriers. Mm-hmm. But then if you want to do different weights, you can use the ruck sack, which is a backpack with a zipper. So infinitely scalable and simple. You so don't tell have to us real it- quick. So people who don't know, the thing that I got, it looks like a backpack, but it has this, the weight is basically like a rectangle with two 
two handles on it and you just slide it in. And we got two different weights. I think we got 10 pounds and 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. I think because 20 pounds was sold out and (laughs) (laughs) which is great. It's always great, right? That's a good problem. But there, you can interchange them. They're the same size, even though that they weigh different amounts. And so depending on who's using it, you could slide the 10 or the 30 pound in. But then with the larger actual backpacks, you could probably put in more than one plate. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. You can scale it all the way up to as much as you want to. They've static tested and stress tested the rucksack and you can carry as much as your body weight in a Goruck rucksack. But yeah, the simplicity is there. The scalability is there. Even a child, her children can carry a 10 pound ruck Mm -hmm. plate carrier and they weigh 50 pounds. But we want to go to the training part of it and why it's better on your joints, knees, ankles, everything than running. And it's because of this force multiplier on your joints when you're pounding running there's more space between your foot and the ground and so more force is applied to your hips knees ankles when you're walking as you know it's something that we do every day and rucking is just walking with some weight Mm -hmm. and the idea is the infinitely scalable idea is that you start walking with a little bit more than your body weight and then you increase it as time goes on and you don't have to change anything you just keep on walking and I don't know the actual data, but Michael Easter and Jason have papers on the exact math and the force that's applied mm-hmm. versus have, running. Yeah. And Emily has it I, in I her just, brain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have it in my brain. But there's a study, I don't remember who came out mm-hmm. with it, but it's cited in our rucking white paper. And I know um, Michael Easter has referred to mm-hmm. it. But, you know, if you are just walking or rucking, it's just a fact, uh, a factor of how much you're weighing. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, she's a hundred pounds and adds 20 pounds as it becomes 120 pounds. It's mm-hmm. just a factor of 2.7. Okay. Is, is the force. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're running, it's eight. Yeah. Oh, so wow. more force being put on your joints. So, you know, the factor of the walking versus rucking is just how much more weight you're adding. And, you know, normally what Michael Easter has said is that you don't really want to exceed a third Third of of your body body weight. weight. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, if you're, you know, really trying to, to train and add Mm -hmm. more muscle and things like that. But for the average rucker, you know, we tell people start with 10, start with 20, and then build up to a third of your body weight. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. 
And most women have carried 20 to 30 pounds for two years at some point when they had a child. And so it's very natural for women, especially to carry some extra weight, Mm -hmm. whether it's on their back or their hip and whatnot. So the fitness component, people say, can I build muscle when I'm rucking? Yes, you can, because any stress that you put on your body with an external load builds more muscle. Mm -hmm. Even if you're walking slowly with some weight on your back, that's weight on your traps, that's weight pressed against your core and you have to brace. That's a different kind of breathing when you're rucking. And all of this builds muscle. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to add is that um, in biomechanics, there's this law called Wolf's Law and it applies to children's bone growth, but it also applies to anybody's bone stress. So when you put stress on a bone, Mm -hmm. it directly reacts to that stress. So like when you break a bone, your bone's going to react by healing itself, right? But when you're putting more stress on your bones with weightlifting, walking, rucking, your bones are going to get stronger. And we always hear this, we need to exercise and lift. So our bones are strong. Rucking does that more than walking does because you're adding some weight. And in Wolf's Law, it says, as that equal and opposite reaction is bone growth or bone density. And women and children need that. So heavy work or heavier than you usually do is good for children, women, and everyone in rucking. And that's one of the beautiful things about rucking, simplicity, scalability, and bone density for everyone that does it. So that's great. That's one of the yeah. things that stuck out in Michael's book because he had talked about, and Katie Bowman says the same thing. She says mm-hmm. that osteoporosis is a childhood disease that shows up in adulthood yeah. because yeah. we're not getting that impact on the bones that kids yeah. used to. They used to jump. It's sort of a natural, innate thing that kids will climb and jump off and land and go higher and higher. And they're getting that impact. I remember that from childhood. And sometimes you'd fall from a higher spot and it would hurt your feet because it's just that impact. And every time that's building your bone density. And I remember reading in Michael's book about if you fall and break your hip. It's the end. Mm-hmm, for a large portion. And so this this osteoporosis, this bone density is extremely important. And so you talk about heavy work, both from the sake of helping with bone density, but then heavy work also helps with development. So sensory processing disorders and things like that. So Emily, I know you had written an article about that, correct? Can you talk about the benefit of heavy work and the pull on the joints for children and their development? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's a funny backstory. So we were having a lot of problems with our youngest, Ryan. He was a very quiet baby for the first two years. And then three years, he was just impossible. He just reacted. He was throwing tantrums all the time. He got kicked out of his Montessori school. Like, and it was all like a power struggle. It wasn't, he wasn't hurting anyone else or anything in that process, but we were just at our wits end. So I went to see a, um, a therapist for him and she actually said, well, he needs to do heavy work. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, I I hear that buzzword a lot, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Tell me exactly what that means. And she goes, do you, you can put some weight in a backpack. And I was like, wait, I was looking for the camera and I was like, do you, she was like blank face, but I I was like so tickled by it that I wrote that blog immediately after I got home because I was laughing about it so much, but it's Mm -hmm. true. It's a lot of different ways to do heavy work, but a very easy one is to put weight in a kid's backpack and let them wear it. And we'd started doing that more. I mean, we did it with him some, but he'd be in and out of the stroller and he'd be lying on the ground. And we were like, well, he's definitely not ready for rucking, but we started just encouraging it more. And not giving him the option to be in. We just wouldn't bring the stroller and having him. He felt so snug, so secure. Mm -hmm, And it wasn't like an overnight thing, but we just started doing more of that. I changed his school. He's in an outdoor only program now. Mm -hmm. He climbs trees every day. All the things. And he is a different kid. He Mm -hmm. he is the kid he needed to be. But the research, the, the things that I read about it was that it really connects the children to their body, right? And, and especially when they're young and they're having trouble processing it. And it and it really just helped with that connection. And you'll see him now, he'll just be walking around the house and outside just with his rucksack. Just <laughs> yeah. he has toys in it. And it's the body needs that input. 
It yes. Yeah. So I also have my certificate in special education and I know a little bit about sensory processing disorder and the research behind it. And the first thing is our brain is more than our head. It's more than our brain. It's our entire central nervous system. So with sensory processing disorders and attention deficit disorder, your central nervous system is overworking, right? There's a lot going on in your brain and your nervous system. And the idea between behind heavy work is that it gives that stimulation. And then you naturally learn how to breathe through heavy work. So it does a couple of things. It stimulates your central nervous system, whatever the heavy work or heavy blanket or whatever it is that teachers or parents decide. And then after you release the weight, you're breathing in a different way. So there's a breathing and nervous system connection between Mm -hmm. heavy work and it's something that you don't have to teach. The body knows what to do. And so we give children heavy work or lifting work, not exorbitant amounts, just some kind of weight to stimulate their central nervous system so that they learn how to breathe better. And all of that regulation happens. Mm -hmm. So children become more regulated through this work without us telling them or showing them how to be regulated. Mm -hmm. So this beauty behind heavy work and it extends into adulthood too. We're looking at the computer screen. We're doing our adult sitting work. When you lift heavy things or you put on something on your body that's heavy, your central nervous system reacts and it's like, oh, okay, I need to regulate my breathing so that I have enough in me Mm -hmm. to carry this heavy thing. So it extends beyond childhood Mm -hmm. into adulthood as we know. It's so good for your body. This episode is sponsored by the 1000 Hours Outside Trekker Sheets. Our 2023 Trekker Sheets are here. Choose from the log chart, the encouragement chart, or the little library chart. They are fantastic. Scroll through and look at all the exciting designs. There are over 10 to choose from, including Sunburst, Solar System, Maze, The Four Seasons, Metamorphosis, Zinnia, and more. Grab your family and pick a favorite. Each space represents one hour outside. Tracking your outside time helps ensure your year will be filled with hands-on real-life moments that are not only memorable, but also aid in development. Using your tracker sheet is a tool that models to your children a strategy to fill your life with what you want to fill it with first and leave the leftover time for screens, not the other way around. 1,000 Hours Outside tracker sheets are free and can be found at 1000hoursoutside.com forward slash trackers. Right. It's, it's interesting because I've always thought of heavy work through the seasons. Nature provides these opportunities that are yeah. fun for children. We're heading into the winter here. So, Emily, you're not going to have any experience with this. <laughs> but the snow provides a lot of opportunities for heavy work. So kids are building snowmen. You're pushing those huge snowballs. You're lifting. You're building it up. You're shoveling. That's heavy work. You're going uphill with us pulling a sled behind. That's heavy work. It's giving all the input to your joints. And then each season comes along and there are different opportunities for types of heavy work. But what's interesting about rucking is that that can weave through all the seasons. You can always put a backpack on. You're kind of relearning every season. What am I doing again? What's our clothing? What are we, what are kids like to do? And what are we going to go spend our time on? But the rucking is interesting. And I also think it's interesting because we become such a generation of doing everything for our kids that I think giving the kid the backpack, especially the small backpack, a small child is counterintuitive. Like, oh no, we'll carry for them. We'll carry their thing. I mean, I'm guilty of that, especially if they're complaining about it too. (laughs) Whatever, you're little, I'll carry. But to know that there's benefit even for the young children to have a small backpack on and to carry their own things is good for their bone growth and good for their proprioception system and the sensory processing. So I think that's motivating. That's really good knowledge to have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, you know, you might yeah. think you're a bad parent if you're making you, you know, <laughs> if you're having them carry the thing, if you can just carry the thing, but it's really good for them. So I think parents will really get a lot out of that. I like what yeah. you talk about, about longevity. Basically, there's a longevity component here. You talk about injury, but also that most people can walk further than they can run. Yeah. So yeah. can you talk about that benefit of rucking over running or maybe some other types of exercise? Absolutely. Yeah, and the we, idea of the store course too. Yes. We, mm-hmm. So both of us are, are runners. Like yeah. we, I ran in um, college, she's run the Grand Canyon, long races, wow. mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we've put a lot of miles on our legs Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of injuries um, from that. I'm still running is still, you know, something I love, but Mm -hmm. I just don't get to it as much anymore. And it's because of, you know, trying to avoid injuries, the social component. Yeah, I want to be able to t- spend my time yeah. talking with someone and weight being the great equalizer with that. Well, that's the can- stacking, right? It's if you go for a run, I can't talk when I when I've hardly run. Maybe you can tell <laughs> that about me, but it's not my thing. But you, I can't talk. I can't have a conversation. But my our whole childhood has been walks in the woods slow. I wish I would have had a rucksack on for all of it. But these me slow meanderings with other people. And having conversation and building relationship. So that is a huge sell point. I have friends that they walk every morning. Even that Katie Bowman said, she has a friend she walks with every morning. It's super early. Maybe it's five to six or four to five. It's something that they do every day. And so you're able to really connect while you're building your muscle and you're getting your cardio. It's so much. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're talking with someone and having, you know, mm-hmm. just being able to share. Uh, I, so as, as a runner in, in college here in DC, it was idyllic, you know, it, mm-hmm. we, it was a bunch of elite runners. We talk while running, you know, seven minute pace, you know, we'd wow. be chatting. I can't do that anymore. (laughs) And even if I could do it anymore, I can't find anyone else that wants to do that with me. And it's not even an ability thing. It's a, it's some people just want to plug in their, plug in their, you know, they can go for a run and that's the way they like to do it to each their own. But I found I really was missing yeah. that component of like the social time and, you know, rucking. So the Go Ruck has provided mm-hmm. a, a whole host of different events and I've done most yeah. of them except the hardest one. And she's <laughs> done the hardest one. Um, it's, it's the one where your tears won't make your legs move. That's the yeah. hardest <laughs> I mean, they did. Yeah. Just, just last, um, last year here uh-huh. in DC, they, yeah, we had our first rucking world championships it was 50 plus miles and wow. we had um, a bunch of women show mm-hmm. up and it was overnight and we decided as a group we said we are competitive but we just want to stay together for safety and camaraderie's sake and if we need to break up you know if someone really needs to move faster mm-hmm. we'll just make that decision we're adults here we all crossed the finish line at the same time, we got all five of us got third place. She's so humble. I just She's dropped so into the Rucking World Championship <laughs> no, and <yeah>. finished. <laughs> <laughs> he made up that. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is that there's a fun fitness way to do these things. You don't have to do 50 miles mm-hmm. at a time. You can just do, you know, one or three mm-hmm. or five. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of fun ways to do it. And just getting out with that weight or when you're walking your dog or taking your kid out, mm-hmm. whether riding their bike or something, I you see parents and people able to stack this into their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, the social component is really important in Goruk. And in fact, Emily always reminds me, Goruk has always been an outdoor mm-hmm. social company. So of course, it's the backpack company, but they made the Goruk Challenge, which is the Goruk Tough, their signature event to test their gear at first. And the signature event, the Tough is a 12-hour team building event hmm. that people do together to get to know each other better, to build better teams. And it's led by special forces cadre. Cadre is the name for leader of these events who tell stories about their service and bridge the gap between civilians and military by building teams, by doing 12 hours outside carrying (laughs) heavy things. And they realize that this is really a great thing that adults need, that they're missing from their lives. And they built their events around Mm. that. So... There's a basic, which is just a four to six hour outdoor event where you're kind of playing team building games with other adults and you still have special forces cadre, which is the unique thing to go ruck. What Emily is talking about now they have rucking based events which you're not lifting heavy things over your head. And it's a more social thing from 5K up to 50 miles. Mm -hmm. So you can do these events and just walk with a backpack with your friends 
or you can be super competitive about it. (laughs) So they have this wide range of these events. Yeah, sure. Because some people are competitive and some people are not at all. Exactly. I am not competitive at all. Anyone can do it. I always feel sad for the loser. I am not competitive. It's like this, well, maybe and probably because I'm probably the loser. (laughs) You know, I don't know. But some people are and some people are not. So what a neat thing that you offer options for both types of people. And then I love this statement that the weight is the great equalizer. Yeah. No matter where you're at on your fitness journey, like what you were saying, Emily, that how are you going to find someone else that is going to be able to run at the same pace as you and also have this conversation? And also you like them. You know? yeah. I mean, that's a lot of criteria. So in this way, you can take whoever you like and they can yeah. take whatever weight they like. And you could be a, a wide age span, too. You could do this with your grandma. And Jenny, Jenny, one of the beauties is that no one has to know how much weight you have. Yeah, you don't have to tell anyone how much weight is in your backpack. There's this beautiful anonymous part of this, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's almost like that that person could have a 45 pound plate. I could have a 10. It doesn't matter because nobody it's like it's in the bag, you know, yeah. it's like, it, and there's something, I think that for some people that that's comforting, mm-hmm. right? It's not, you know what I mean? I don't oh, have to show, Sure. I, I can just show yeah. up and be in it. You know, we, we, we always talk like, you know, walking is great. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of walking, but it's a, it's a form of transportation. Mm-hmm. It's not often cool, mm-hmm. but like you put a tactical looking backpack on and you're in your neighborhood now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A, a middle-aged man is suddenly feeling like I'm not just doing a walking group, you know? Yeah. Right. I guess walking groups, they're <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Most people yeah. should, should be doing them, but they're, you know, it's just giving people uh, an alibi. Yeah. Yeah. I have two clients I want to highlight. One started probably very obese, afraid to run because that's a lot of weight on your knees mm-hmm. and joints. Doesn't want to go to the gym because she's afraid yeah. she's embarrassed. So I said, hey, let's just start with rucking. All you have to do is put on this 20 pound ruck while you're walking your dog because she has a dog. And let's just see what happens. I'm not charging you for this advice. Here's a ruck. (laughs) Here's some weight. Do this for three months consistently. And let's chat along the way. Guess what? She's lost 30 pounds in three months, adding a 20 pound ruck, walking her dog one to four miles a day, however much she walks her dog. That's one example of just the simplicity of it, right? So she lost 30 pounds. She might have a hundred to go, but it's something that she didn't notice. She weighed herself after three months and she's like, oh my God, something worked for me. And I didn't have to join a gym. I bought her the ruck for her try. She didn't have to do much besides put it on when she's walking her dog. The other one is what we've just been talking about. Another client of mine rocks with his dad one hour every morning. They live close to each other in Utah. It's so cute. His dad carries 10 pounds. He carries 45, walks the same speed as his father Mm -hmm. and for one hour and they're getting a very similar stimulating workout and they're carrying absolutely different weights. Wow. And, they're and it's stimulating for their minds too, because they're having that social connection. And that's one of the things I had yeah. seen a phrase by Michael Easter, where he talked about a pace you can have a conversation at. So this is mentally yeah. stimulating and building relationships, which we are at a time where loneliness is an issue. I'm seeing all sorts of books about it. I've read a lot about that. People are really struggling with loneliness. So you're hitting so many key components of health and wellness just by putting on that rucksack. I love simple answers. I'm reading this book. (laughs) Our oldest is 14. So we feel like we're sort of at the tail end of parenting with him. So we've started reading some sort of health and wellness books. And we started with Atomic Habits, which is about your daily habits. And in there, he talks about basically like consistency versus intensity. That's what you're talking about, Jala. It's like, you know, she's doing this thing. People are just being consistent with it. And it doesn't have to be super intense in order to be impactful. You just have to be consistent with the thing that you're doing. And then you talked about, you were, we haven't talked about this, but you were talking about, well, some people go on these events and they're just doing the rucking, but you can also use the rucksack for weight lifting things. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. There's a whole nother branch of Go Ruck now (laughs) called Tribe and Training. That's where Go Ruck Tribe Kids is housed. Mm -hmm. But Tribe and Training is daily workouts written by our cadre and coaches that are using the external load, either a rucksack with a weight plate or a sandbag or sand kettlebells as a new product 
But yes, you can use this rucksack as an external load and do many um, barbell and dumbbell movements just with your rucksack or a sandbag. So Tribe and Training is a subscription and you can get weekly, uh, I mean, daily workouts and it's coached. There's videos to show you how to do the movements. And we have a lot of challenges associated with it. And Tribe Kids is an add-on too. You can do these things with your children. And Emily and I, plus two other cadres who are parents and teachers, design the kids program as well. Wow. This is really interesting to me because I have always said that, always thought, I don't know if I've ever actually said it. um, (laughs) It's really hard to exercise with your kids. And there is this, we live real close to a CrossFit gym. We have a little town, but in the little city, there's a CrossFit and it's great, but my children can't join until they're 18. And so that doesn't work for stacking for me. Like I wanted to go and to be able to bring my kids with me so that we can be building relationship. We can be exercising together. And this isn't an hour that I'm away from them every single day. So I tried it and it just didn't work for our family lifestyle. And I've thought so often it's really hard to find exercise that you can do together as a family. So tell us a little bit more about tribe kids and how we could incorporate that as a whole family exercise program. I'll give you a a day in the life because this is kind of how it originated. You know, Mm -hmm. 2020, we're all stuck at home. People are going stir crazy. We just started driveway workouts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes our kids played in there and sometimes they they picked up the the sandbags too. But what happened out of that is that, um, you know, tribe the tribe sort of um, was, born. was born of that and then tribe kids followed. Well, today we continue. Um, Jason and I host at on our driveway every Saturday, Sunday that we're in town. We basically uh, we have neighbors come. Sometimes it's wow. three people. Sometimes it's 20 and the kids are invited. So, you know, the parents don't have to you know, worry about childcare. And sometimes the kids just scooter up and down the street. You yeah. know, we block you off. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. It depends on where you are that mm-hmm. make that happen, but we just make it safe. And, but what we notice is that when I start doing like a, a little tribe kids, um, work at the beginning, the kids get involved. Like, what are you doing? They carry the, they carry their rug. Um, they, they go to the stop signs and back. They, they do their little, you know, push up. It's, it's honestly like a five to eight minute sort yeah. of deal. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed is that just introducing the concept, now my kids will join in when they when they want to yeah. with, to the adult workout. They'll, they know they can grab their little weights and they'll see it. And it's really a modeling yeah. thing for our kids. And I we did this. We were we were traveling for work this summer in Europe and we met up with, with our rock club in Munich and we went on this lovely rock and our kids were on our shoulders part of the time. They were, you know, carrying a other rucksack part of the time, but you know, it's, it's fluid, you know, yes. with kids, it's never going to be like, and you know, I, we weren't trying to make it. Mm-hmm. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain heading to my favorite hike. The raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. 
As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. Well, it's interesting because I think kids have such a good, they have such an innate sense of their own body. And I think that we've lost the ability to trust that as a society in general. And so when they are driven to do the thing, then they know, they know their limits. They tend to know growth. They tend to know how to learn for mastery and move on to something that's more difficult. And so by giving them the opportunity, but not forcing it, I think that's showing them that we have a trust in what their body is telling them to do. Yeah, I love what you say about trusting. So we know from childhood psychology that children learn from infancy, from imitation and shared attention. So imitation Mm -hmm. is imitating the other children around you or the adults and shared attention is seeing another child looking at something and you're both looking at the same thing and want to do it. And that's how Tribe Kids was born. It's all of the adults from GORUCK and from the community coming together in their driveway and the kids imitating or to kids interested in what another kid or another Mm. parent's doing and doing it too. And what you said about the respect is that tribe kids was born from this. All of us in the community or a lot of us in the community have children in our lives in some regard. And we respect the children as whole humans that need guidance or that need an example. And the children follow that example. And we respect that and know Mm -hmm. that they're wholly formed humans who need this bit of guidance, but they can be free to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. So if you read the description of tribe kids, we say that in the description, don't force your children to do these things, give them the space to decide if they want to, but model how to do it. And the beauty of tribe kids is that since Emily is a mother of three, I'm a stepmom of two, and we're both teachers, we understand that they need this space to explore. So we're not looking for perfect movement. We always give a range of how long a workout should be. Right. Tribe kids have one workout a month that's specifically for them. And it's a range of like three to nine minutes. And we say end it before it's done, which is also a CrossFit kids model. I'm a CrossFit kids instructor. More on that some other time, but end it before it's done means if they're bored or they're not into it, do something else. Mm -hmm. The thing is you're with your children outside doing something. We've also have it stacked on top of this idea of working out because we know that being outside and working out is stimulating cognitively. So we've added community service component and we can talk more about that. So the kids get to do some project each month related to a theme and books. So we choose one eight and under picture book and one eight to 12 year old chapter book that's related to the same theme, the workout, rucking, community service and a book. So we're weaving literacy and learning into this program and giving the kids a whole month to perform these two workouts, a workout and a ruck with their grownups or adults or teachers or parents. So Tribe Kids is kind of a cool ancillary thing that came out and of tribe it's open yeah. source so a lot yeah. of this those things that we do with tribe for tribe kids mm-hmm. is that we just put it out there the the subscription part is is really if you want to have patch. the patch to like yeah. you know commit comes to in the mail right it yeah. comes in the mail. The real mail. <laughs> yeah, the real mail. And it's take it for what it is. We have, mm-hmm. um, you know, some programs in schools where the, they can't afford that. And so they're just it's doing free. the the mm-hmm. activity. And that to yeah. us is worth mm-hmm. is worth everything. Wow. And um, just to have it stack some more, like a short ruck um, as a family or a group to a park, you know, mm-hmm. allow, you know, outdoors, the, the, the adults are, can be working out, the mm-hmm. kids can be playing, they can be popping in when they need to. It yeah. really, it really gives the kids the freedom mm-hmm. to pick you know, what they want to do that day. Right. They will, they will choose. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, 
kids at some point have hopped into a workout and, I, and I'll be like, kind of like, oh, oh, you're doing okay. this today. Okay. It's really it's really great to see them motivated. Yeah. I love the multi-age piece of it. I love that yeah. you talked about the guy in Utah and he goes with his dad. And it's something that you could do with your really young preschoolers. They can put on a backpack and carry their water bottle or things like that. And so this, it spans the ages and, and you could do it with your newborn. You're, you're rucking when you, I wish I would have known about, I mean, I have five kids. I would have, I would have walked we more. We were. I know that when you walk with your baby and they're in the, pack whatever mm-hmm. type of pack that you use for baby wearing with every step that you take they're readjusting their gaze too when they're yeah. in that walking motion and so that's helping with their eyes and it helps their eyes learn to work together and to team together which years down the road is going to help them with reading so just yeah. for all the mothers out there put your baby in the pack put your toddler put your preschooler to carry that weight you have with your children I mean it's just such a cool thing and I know there's a lot of moms and a lot of moms that have several kids. And so to know that that is a benefit, sometimes it felt like a pain. You know, I got all these little kids and I'm carrying one. That it's really good for those load bearing exercises. And, and Michael Easter talks about like mm-hmm. the fractals, right? Of being yeah. outside and how mm-hmm. it's, it's actually stimulating their minds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot. So you have a lot going on at Go Ruck. I want to walk through it real quick so people can find the different things. As a reminder, if they want to find Emily, she's at Emma Dentley and Jala is at Drop by Drop Fitness and you have a lot going on there. You said you're CrossFit seminar staff, a teacher of environmental ed. So you both have so much going on, interesting things there. And then at Go Ruck, which is on Instagram and I'm sure other social media and GoRuck.com, you have a whole slew of products. Mm-hmm. People can pick from different types of backpacks, different types of weights, the sandbags you talked about, correct? Uh, anything yes. I'm missing? Uh, probably a apparel there's apparel we have apparel we have footwear we have all the things that you need to enhance your your rucking your rucking life so Mm -hmm. you can go to goruck.com to find those products which would be really great holiday gifts i think and then because i really liked getting that for my birthday and then you also have all sorts of different events and i love that you have thought through just the different seasons and different personality types of people. So you have the ones that are really challenging. Can you briefly just walk through the different events? I know we're running out of time here. There's Cloverleaf and Star Course. Oh my God. There, there's so many. It's, it's, I think the best thing for people to do is if, if you're local area, try to find where our rut clubs, we have 500 rut clubs. Um, you can start your own rut club. They're if free. You want. They're, it's free. Yeah. We, you know, there are benefits to being a rut club um, where, where um, you can go to our page and look at the rut clubs and get directed to that. But another thing, Jenny, is that we're, I think it's in the works and should be done mm-hmm. soon, but we're looking to find a way to gift the tribe and tribe kids subscriptions, which I think yeah. would be really nice. You know, it's, yeah. So that's it's a not- whole different part. So if I, I have this written down, go ruck events.com forward slash rucking dash events. So there's the go ruck challenge, which I love this. It said always a team event, never a race. So, you yeah. know, if I'm like not a competitive person. I was like, Oh, <laughs> that really, yeah. uh, I'll yeah. give you, <laughs> let me give you like a quick rundown. Yeah. So in that realm, there's four different levels of events. And like Jenny said, it's always a team event, never a race. Everyone finishes at the same time. Like yeah. there's no, you have to, you're a team. So there's the basic, which is our entry level. It's four to six hours of a team event. And you don't need to bring anyone to the event or you can bring friends to the event. So whoever's there is the team. So yeah. you don't need anyone. If you're alone, you can go and it's four to six mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. The signature event is the Gorak Tough. That's 12 hours of a team event. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You can go alone and become part of the team or you can bring people with you. Then there's the heavy, which is 24 hours. And that's also a team event. And then the only individual event happens once a year. It's the selection, Gorak Selection. And it's 48 hours. That's the Those one you're are- a pro at. Those are some of the team events. Then there's the rucking events. We call some of them the star courses. We have a half marathon, marathon, and a 50 miler. And sometimes we do 5Ks too. 75 milers. Yeah. There's going to be a 75 miler coming out too. And those happen all over the world a lot of times a year. And there's once a year rucking world championships, Mm -hmm. which Emily has participated in as well. (laughs) So those are some rucking events, but then we have a lot of specialty events. Um, We have 
pistol and rifle and tactical events where you yeah. can learn and get a license within that wow. state. Self-responder. Self-responder. Mm-hmm. The Cloverleaf events are a workout event. What yes. else am I missing? Team There's assessment. So- team yeah. assessment is another one of those. Um, we call them tier one events. So the competitive events. And that's a two-person team for 48 hours. Wow. So I've done one and selection. Do people come like with a spouse or a friend? If you do it with a spouse, I want to see it. That would We've be like a very dress I really wanted to do. Wait, that's it. never happened? No, not, not yet. There's only been three classes and um, not very many people have finished, but you can do it with a same-sex partner. So I did it with a girlfriend yeah. and uh, my husband was there supporting us. You can do it with someone of the opposite sex. It doesn't matter, but that's yeah. a competitive event. Yeah. We don't have very many competitive events, but there are competitive events for that kind of person. So yeah. the, there's an event for everyone. The, the heart of, of Go Rock is about team Teams. building. Yeah. yeah. And- it's, and being together yeah, outside. Working, working through the the difficult times together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And connecting right. with that person from a special operations yeah. background mm-hmm. to bridge that gap between civilians and the military. Wow. So as a product line, the events, and then the subscription model, which you have an option for adults and for kids. And there is an app that goes along with it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So everyone can find all of this information at GoRock.com along with the blog that has a lot of fantastic information. There was even an article in there about post-meal rucking, why it's really good. Do you want to tell us just very quickly about why it's good to get out after a meal? A friend of Michael Easter's that we met. Yeah, Dr. um, Roussel, Yeah, Dr. Mike Roussel is a uh, nutritionist and he does a lot of like habit stacking as well. Mm -hmm. He's very accessible. Like I heard him speak at our Sandlot Fitness Festival this Mm -hmm. year. And because of him, I started adding more protein like to my breakfast smoothie just because he said, just try to get more protein at every meal. And Mm -hmm. and it was like an easy thing for me to pick up. So His post-meal rucking was again, habit stacking where, Mm -hmm. you know, if you just put on your ruck after you eat and take, uh, you know, move with it for 20 minutes, it's going to help you digest better. Yeah. It's going to, you know, you're going to actually get moving more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. he had a lot of tips and we're, we're rolling those out um, mm-hmm. once, uh, once a month, his tips along Nutrition with um, yeah. Michael Easter. It's yeah. been really great to get to know that world is for years, you know, we've been doing these things, but it's now we have sort of the scientific the science that's supporting <laughs> yeah, it. We knew sure. it was good, but yeah. now we have that have really said, wow. And Michael Easter has been covering rucking and did a go rock event way, way early on. And Jason kept saying to him, like, will you write a book on rucking? Will you write? And finally he wrote the comfort crisis, which is even better. Yeah. It's a fantastic book. And I like that 20 minutes after every meal, because you know, especially if you take it outside, because the colors of the day are meant to guide our bodies. So that's if you're able to, even if it was just every once in a while to get out after breakfast, to get out after lunch, to get out after dinner, you're experiencing that change of color from morning to night. And that's a guide that light, the type of light that is out there. And so it's great for kids. It's great for adults. And like I said, then your blog has all of this extra information people can find that is going to be really inspiring. We always end our podcast with the same question. And so the question is, what is a favorite childhood memory of yours that was outside? Oh, this is, this is a great question, Jenny. I, I love how you end your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is tubing down um, the Ishtuckney Springs River, Old Florida. And I, I've started taking my kids now in the summer and it's exactly the same as when I was younger. And it's, it's cold spring fed water. It's a lazy river, but you can jump off and swim for a little bit snorkel. We saw an alligator um, the last time we went, but it was just chilling on the bank. So it didn't bother us, but it was quiet. You know, we, we, we talked with Michael about looking for silence and it's there's this quietude to it. And then just being able to be together for like this, you know, 90 minute mm-hmm. to two hour stretch in nature. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I think mine is probably like a dying beauty because it was being outside in the woods with my brother and our friends alone. So we fence backed right up to woods, like acres and acres that went up to our elementary school. 
And my mom would literally lock the door and say, don't come back (laughs) until dinner. And we'd all like go out into the woods in the summer all day. And sometimes she'd pack us a snack. Sometimes she wouldn't like, you don't need it when you're playing. Mm -hmm. And we'd come back at five or six or seven, whenever my mom would yell into the woods. (laughs) (laughs) But we would be out there six, seven Mm -hmm. hours just playing and building forts and eating berries because we knew what was edible and what was poisonous being wow. out there, you know, so, <laughs> trial and error. <laughs> so mine was being in the woods alone from like five years old up until That's teen good. years wow. with my brother. And friends. Wow. Yeah. For such a long span of time, nature is engaging all of these different ages. Well, thank you both. This has been an absolute thrill to be able to connect with the both of you and to learn from the both of you. We have been so pleased with the rucksack that we got and we're talking about getting them for all of our kids and It's such a great thing to do as a family. And so I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.